0: Welcome to Wednesday. It feels like we've already done a week. Whole week. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. Uh, today we're talking about EVs making up ground, Tesla's being hacked, and Apple pay later. You pay later. Apple pay Apple later? Apple used to be like, you pay now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's pay later. Now you pay later. Goodness. <laughs> so we oh, that's going to be a fun uh, one. Uh, it uh, really it's a is. good morning. I'm telling you what. This is like... I started off with just a solid run this morning, you know, and I know you're not a runner, and oh, I, I get I, it. Trust me, but I get it. I understand just, what that
0: does. Like, I've run in the morning before.
1: <laughs> when, when you get through the run and, like, there's a certain... You know, some runs like you get through and you're like, Golly, that I'm glad that's over. But right. there's you know, there's yeah. those mornings where it's like this just feels good and, and your know, body's feeling good and you're gonna hit the ground running for the day. And and uh that's just what today.
0: Oh feels man, like. you just put me in a place because it's like beautiful mornings right now in upstate New York, it's oh, sunny, the birds are out every day, right? And just same the here. The thought man. the thought of like going outside and running on a country road, even for like fifteen minutes, sounds amazing yep. right now. <laughs> You, you no just, you just put me there in a mental place. So there you go. You contribute a little bit too. You put me <laughs> okay, there. Syracuse
1: is going to see Paul in his Flatville, just doing a jog oh, in his AF. I'm running. It's back. No,
0: no, no. I have real running shoes, and the hat would be backwards. Just just to, to oh, clarify. Uh, we have some That's fun great. stuff going on today. Actually, we have a pretty busy day in the Sodaverse at 10 o'clock. Uh, we're doing Pitch Tank on LinkedIn. So uh, LinkedIn audio. So uh, if you're around and if you want to hear there. some great pitches and some great judges asking questions that you wouldn't know to ask, uh, but you really need to know. Join us for pitch tank. You can just go uh how are we get into pitch tank this week.
1: Just head to our LinkedIn, hit the little bell to make sure you get you get <laughs> uh, hit up on it. But it's on the Asoto LinkedIn this morning. First, it's not first on mine. Time ever. So a little bit of a switch. Uh LinkedIn gave us a little love there. <laughs> Good.
0: Yeah. Also at two o'clock today, we have uh, a fun Fun webinar with our friends at Call Review, driving customer loyalty through service. Uh, we happen to believe webinars should have a little energy and be a little fun. You know what to expect from the team at soto. Kyle and I will be hosting uh, the webinar with our friends there. So that's at two o'clock Eastern today. You can just go to asoto.com, scroll down a little bit, and you can register. We hope to see you there. Got a lot of people signed up. It's going to be a good time. Good
1: time. Uh, what else? we got? And we're only one week away from Asoto X in Arlington. One week. Oh, today. Away. One week today. From the live tonight, that is going to be a fire show. You should be there. If you're not there, it'll be live streamed. Hold on, Yards. Go to asotux.com, and you'll find all the deets. Yeah, and you heard it here first, too. We're planning a
0: premiere during Digital Dealer in May So drop a little thing there. I mean, a premiere, premiere for a TV show type thing. We may or may not be filming next week while we're in Arlington, Texas. Follow our social accounts. We'll definitely be doing a lot of behind the scenes. Again, trying to bring the industry together, trying to be in the dealerships with the practitioners, with the industry partners saying like, this is how we collaborate together. It's by being together, right? So we're going to try to be there in person and bring as many of you in person and virtually As we can. All right, today we have some news. There's always some news. Speaking of practitioners, let's go. Big way. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, a Soto investor and our dear dear friend David Long, executive GM of the San Francisco area Hansel Auto Group, uh, was quoted in an automotive news article uh, pretty extensively today, and he's calling the EV demand in that area quote insatiable, and. The timing is good as JD Power just released their latest eVision intelligence report that they do monthly. In the report, they predict that three in four consumers will be able to choose a viable EV option by 2026. It's really close due to falling prices and uh, just like the robust selection of vehicles that it, that is coming out, um, right now about 8.5% of new vehicle sales are EVs in the first two months of this year, which is a record high and it's tracking uh, even more growth. Um, he continues, uh, David Long continues in his quote, he says, there's so many questions about charging and the things uh, that consumers just really want to hear another human being tell them. So it's he's saying yep. it's not about them just reading the info. There's like a skepticism where you need to look another person in the eye and have them be knowledgeable and confident in giving you the answers to show you. He says, we, we've we had to become really, really good at being able to provide customers with information. And the more we can communicate to our customers, the more comfortable they will be, and the easier it will be for them to make that decision uh, and that transition from EV, uh, ICE to EV. It's also yep. noted that the $26,000 Chevy Volt is really an example of a pricing parity means inequality to a gasoline engine, meaning there's an EV option that's the same as price and equipment and you know stuff as a gasoline engine. So, man, EVs aren't for upscale buyers only anymore. It seems.
1: Yep. No, it's not. And uh, I will say, like the, the 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 thought process behind just needing a lot more education from a customer in order to move people into this is absolutely valid. I mean, anecdotally back when we were selling the leaf in 2011, yeah, every you were on the front single, line of that. Yeah. Every single earlier adopter has more questions. They got spreadsheets on spreadsheets. They got things printed out everywhere. They're trying to make sense of the whole thing. And this is going to continue to be a thing for the next three to five years, probably where we're still in a very early adopter phase as, as we just talk about the breadth, the depth of the market. Mm-hmm. And so keying in on like, my employees if we have evs whether they be new or used need to be extremely knowledgeable about just everything that comes along with that all of the questions that could be asked not just about vehicle specs but more importantly ownership that's and that's I the think, big deal
0: right the yep. ownership experience is what people are really am i going to get stuck how am i going to charge this thing how do i find chargers what happens when the cold weather right like that's those are the the practical things that people think of first, yep. other than exactly. zero to 60 in however many seconds, right? But here's the deal, that's only gonna happen if what? The managers and the GMs make it a priority to drip feed EV education to their team, even though it's a small percentage of sales. But when that customer, they talk in the article a little bit more about like, he, they have a lot more traffic and interest on EVs. Actually he said than gasoline engines, which was crazy to me. But he said the closing ratio is super low because people are in fact finding mode.
1: Right. Yes. That makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Like, Hey, I don't know if this is something I want to do. And, and so actually you're getting showroom traffic. That's high funnel. There you go. Which is nuts. That, that's what a wild was the last time that happened. Yeah. <laughs> right? Showroom traffic. That's high funnel. That was like the eighties when you got people stopping by to get the brochure, you know? Oh
0: my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh, Yo, those actually things? when I first started in the car business in 2009, we we had people looking for brochures left and right. Like the internet was not a thing back then. I'm oh telling gosh. you, it's wild. Oh, that's so funny. I'll, think about 2009. That's, not that that's far five away, years after, but it's forever. Five ago. years, but people were still like, the automotive websites were pretty rough. I mean, I, they I kind of still are. But they were really people. rough back <laughs> <laughs> Different standard, though. <laughs> Different standard. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of, of rough technology. standards.
0: Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I think we both had a valid segue there. That's All definitely the, the first time we both spit out an actual valid segue <laughs> at the exact same time. We'll have to split up the audio <laughs> right. afterwards and just roll each of them. Well, Tesla's cybersecurity team might have a little bit of work ahead of them as a French firm, Sk- uh, Skynactive. Sky- Sky- Easily hacked a Tesla Model 3 at a security conference. These are white hat hackers. They're the good guys. Uh, Gaining access to the system in under two minutes. In order to do that, um, well, from doing that, they actually won $350,000 and a brand new Tesla. Um, and the hack was a complete full compromise of the system. They actually went in through the infotainment system. And instead of trying to access the main system, uh, you know, they were able to do things like open the trunk and the doors while the vehicle was in motion. Uh, this God, was all a simulation, a of course. Um, the team did replace Typical hacker fashion, the Tesla logo on the infotainment with their logo. That's like so boss, mode. Um, so smart, so smart. And the hack, this like, is a genius move. Oh, it's, this is
1: unbelievable.
0: Let's pay people to see how we can make our stuff better.
1: <laughs> but like in an R and in a, in a very R and D PR, like all of the things that you get from earned media, don't tell me, don't tell me Tesla doesn't market. They oh got yeah, all right. The marketing. No,
0: they they were there on on site. The Tesla engineers to verify that it was definitely a hack and it was definitely a vulnerability. They did say, um, you know, they are going to fix the bugs over yeah. the year update. Great, thanks for showing us that it's not there anymore. <laughs> right, like so,
1: Gonzo, um, unreal. I mean like you think about this and this is kind of a cool thing you know and and we've had there's a lot of questions around you know evs and over-the-air updates and connectivity and whether or not you know they are they're secure from hackers and things like that not just the information but the ability to drive the vehicle and autonomous situations so there's all of that which is a really just interesting developing story when we're talking about these vehicles and and again to our first story's point being aware of that in the ev marketplace but the bigger learning here for me is actually for every business, any dealership to not just think about their their people, their processes, the way they do business, the way that they integrate tech from an internal perspective only, but start to get external perspective on that because you're always, people are always going to find holes and gaps that you're never going to see because you're just so used to seeing the same things over and over. And that's what Tesla did so beautifully. So any business can take that. And run with it. This goes back to our idea from yesterday of a live mystery shop show. Oh, man. <laughs> that's get in how so much you... trouble, but it's gonna be so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no! It's. I mean, look, we got to give the people what they want. It's. It's actually help a servant If you want Paul any, and me to mystery you shop your store, you let don't. us know.
1: We'll try it Maybe. on you. Come
0: on. I'm trying to think of a way we could do it and hide the identity of the store. Right. We should figure out a way to do that because I think this would be a real show. This could be I, a real I show.
1: I mean, um, you'd have to. We'd have to pre-record it. Bleep out the hi. Welcome to. Oh my you know, gosh, a live different. mystery shop. Oh my. But live mystery the, shop would be nuts on a stage
0: at a sotocon
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: everybody's gonna be glued to that session. Whatever. Say, everybody's it is. lit. Oh uh, well. The, to wrap up the Tesla story, um, it, it, it I couldn't really figure out and find. But I'm pretty sure that you actually have to be in the vehicle and plugged into it in order to hack it. So this isn't something that, you Mm -hmm. know, like the black hat's going to pull up and like over the air hack into your Tesla if you have one. But I don't know. I'm sure they're working on that, too. Speaking of working on things. Segway time.
1: Kyle, you're one of the biggest Apple fans. Apple is getting into the buy now, pay later game. Uh, letting select Apple Pay users—they've only rolled it out to a few—swallow the full purchase price of online items one by the, at a time. It's called Apple Pay Later, the Obvious. most ingenious <laughs> title that we've ever heard in our, our lives. <laughs> so, so uh, basically, what's going to happen is users will be able to apply for quick buy now, pay later loans uh, from anywhere from fifty to a thousand dollars and repay them over four payments. Without interest or fees over a six-week time period, uh, so it's a quick, short-term loan. They've created a new subsidiary called Apple Financing LLC. They are responsible for the credit assessment, but then they partner with Mastercard Installments uh, to make sure that the service is active and running. You know, because they got you know Mastercard's doing a thing. Um, no credit check required. Uh, loans and payments, though, will be uh, reported to credit bureaus. So you know, you know. People got to buy them purses. Well, like, you know, they got to buy them shoes. (laughs) What I was, you know, so Apple has been has been
0: really an advocate. Their whole brand positioning behind Apple Pay and the Apple card when it came out was financial health. Right. How do you Hmm. stay financial healthy? How do you make sure your credit card bills paid on time? How do you do all this? So there's definitely a little skepticism in the market that this might go against you know, what their overall brand is for the financial sector, Um, you know, buy now, pay later has become very, very popular starting in the pandemic. And there have been some massive acquisitions of, of companies. Why can't I think of Is it a Klarma? Clarma, is that well, the
1: company? Yeah, Clarma and then um Afterpay also got acquired. So Clarma uh, got
0: acquired for like 60 billion and now is only valued at like six billion. So like yeah, there's eight point six, yeah. Eight point six. Wild. So there was this rush to to like this market and then it's kind of drawn back. But now Apple's getting in the game. Obviously, the ecosystem ease of it makes a lot of sense. However, the question yeah. of like, hey, is this actually good for consumers? Does consumer it does it hurt, does it yeah. hurt spending discipline? Um, You know, I think the way this kind of boils down to, to dealers, I mean, look how there's a lot of, you know, systems in place to pay for your auto repairs later. I wonder if Apple's going to like target
1: that or make that available as part of it. Um, Why, 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 why wouldn't wouldn't
0: they? Right. Because you figure like, and, and
1: why wouldn't, why wouldn't all of our service MPI and scheduling tools and things that have payments start looking into making sure that they're connected to Apple pay options to pay Yeah, just to like, I mean, it's just a. It's just a service that's available to customers. They oh, did have an interesting
0: hey. stat in the article that talked about how adoption pre COVID was like like ten to twelve percent. And now it's right. like almost ninety percent of terminals accept <laughs> Apple Pay. Right? Well, I yep. mean, what would we do without Apple Pay when we're on the road?
1: I would be so mad. Frustrated. <laughs> Frustrated. I would I, just be angry at life. <laughs> I was
0: just I mean, like their whole goal is right, they wanna they wanna replace your wallet right they want to yep. make it so that you don't need a wallet you just have to have have that um i've even been seeing i think it was what airport were we in it wasn't chicago um oh it's, but basically it was like apply for a digital id like a digital life driver's license and it, oh yeah no that's, that's definitely, definitely that. coming yeah and oh, so I, I maybe that was
1: a, it arizona, arizona. Might have been in Arizona, they, they, in Phoenix. They do things I a like little that, faster. Yeah, it's all blurred together. A little at this faster. Point. They got Wimo together. out there in the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, interesting times. That's for sure. Interesting oh, times. for
0: sure. Either way, uh, we're running, we're going to, we're paying attention to things. We're bringing you with us. Join us today at Pitch Tank, 10 o'clock Eastern. Call review webinar, 2 p.m. Eastern. A Soto X next week, April 5th.
1: Come on. <laughs>